Hello. Welcome back to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. We're Stacy and Pete. <laughs> and we're here to tell you about a TV show that we've watched the entire second season of <laughs> fully unscripted. <laughs> Before we get into that, though, yes, let's call someone to the front of the class for show and tell. Yeah, this week it's Rochelle. Rochelle was born in 1985. Her favorite 80s movies, The Land Before Time, The Karate Kid, and Back to the Future. Good ones. Favorite 80s songs, anything by Billy Joel, and You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon. If you be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, Betty when you call me, you can call me out. Favorite 90s movies, That Thing You Do, Can't Hardly Wait, and A League of Their Own. Love all of those. Yeah. Favorite 90s songs, No Rain by Blind Melon. Champagne Supernova by Oasis. Yes. And Everybody by Backstreet Boys. Favorite 80s or 90s TV shows. Salute Your Shorts, Beverly Hills 90210, and Dawson's Creek. Toy that you loved most as a child. Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles action figures. Fisher-Price kitchen set. I have that. And Calico Critters. Those Ghostbusters action figures were awesome. Yeah. As were the Ninja Turtles, but the Ghostbusters I really thought were cool. (laughs) Favorite game or book that you loved as a child or teenager? Guess Who, Dream Phone, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and the Fearless book series. Very nice. I loved playing Guess Who and Dream Phone. I have never heard of Dream Phone. Dream Phone was like, you know how Girl Talk had like the Dateline? Yeah. Dream Phone was, I guess, like the... Competitor, like competitor to it. To okay. Yeah. I don't know which one came first, though. Guess who was a lot of fun. Yes. Did you read any of the Fearless book series? I'm not familiar with no, that one either. I didn't. I do remember Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I remember the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that too. I wonder if Rochelle liked the movie in comparison mm-hmm. to the book. It's hard when they turn your favorite book into a movie. Yeah. They never get it exactly right. Well, sometimes maybe they do. I don't know. That would be actually an interesting podcast. Ooh topic yeah discussing book to movie adaptations i like that idea (laughs) thanks for the idea rochelle yeah good job (laughs) you didn't mean to give us but you gave us let's see rochelle's favorite place to go in the mall in the 80s 90s or early 2000s gadgets and gizmos she said don't know if this was a chain but it was like a higher end spencer's gifts Mm. the warner brothers store and the wall which was a music store nice Anything else you'd like us to add about nostalgia or fond memories or just this community? She said, maybe everyone from every decade feels this way, but the late 80s and 90s felt so safe. America was the greatest and most powerful country in the world and nothing bad could ever happen to us. We thought we could be anything that we wanted when we grew up because that's what our parents told us. And again, maybe it was just natural timing of growing up, but 9-11 changed all those feelings and beliefs for me. I had just turned 16 
opinion, it was a huge wake-up call. I feel like I've been trying to get back to the way that it was before ever since then. Looking back on the pop culture of the time helps with that a lot, and it's a way to connect with people of similar age in a really fun way, particularly if you don't have much else in common. That is true. It is. Nostalgia has been something that, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people that I've communicated with on our social medias or whatever, and if I went and looked at their page, they might be someone that I would, we probably wouldn't mesh. Yeah, you may not have a lot in common. Topics. Yeah, we yes. don't have a lot in common, but you can always find something that you both loved when right. you were kids. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of the things I really like about doing this is I feel like everyone can find something to relate to. Right. What can we find that we agree on? Which is great. Yes, that's a good way to look at it. Thank you, Rochelle. Yes, thank you very much. And if you'd like to participate in our show and tell, you can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com and request a questionnaire to fill out. We might send it to you. We may not. Oh, I always do. You always do, don't you? Yes. There are a lot still in the queue that we haven't gotten to yet. I can't wait to read them all. I know. And if you enjoy our podcast and you want to connect with us, here are some of the ways that you can find us. We're on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. We're on Facebook at We Don't Want to Grow Up Podcast. And we have an awesome Facebook group, the Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. Yes, you just have to answer a few questions and agree to follow the group rules to join. And our awesome mod Joanna will accept your request. And moderate you. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll all have a cozy time. Yes, we will. And if you want even more podcast content, you're hungry for more, you can join us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And you can gain access to over 50 additional episodes. Yes, we're about to add a new addition to our Pilots on Patreon series. We're going to be covering the pilot episode of Married with Children. We recently recast Girls Just Want to Have Fun and Can't Buy Me Love if they had been made in the 90s. Awesome content. We play a lot of fun games. It's a good time. It is. And last but not least, if you'd like to purchase We Don't Want to Grow Up merchandise, you can go to we-don't-wanna-grow-up.myspreadshop.com. I feel like you just have to say it like that. You do. It needs a cadence and a rhythm. It does. Or come check our link tree. Yes, it's much easier. You just go to our link tree, click the button. And if you have bought our merch, send us pics, wearing it, using whatever items you ordered. We'd love to see it. We would. I guess now we should tell them the TV show we're going to be talking about. So it's season two of Felicity. Previously on Felicity. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so we're back to Felicity. We're taking a little break from my so-called life because, as you know, we covered season one of Felicity in May of 2022. Okay. Is that right? I think so. And we watched season one over a lot, like many, many months, and then we finally finished and we finally got to cover it. We got through season two a lot more quickly. But when we wrapped it up and we were ready to cover it, it was right at the beginning of spooky season. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get to get all of our thoughts out about the season before we started watching season three. Yeah, because honestly, I needed to know what happened. (laughs) I couldn't wait. We watched the finale of season two and we just 
rolled right into we season did. three. But then I was like, this is going to be a problem because we need to make sure that we don't get the seasons mixed up. Listen, we'll do our best. <laughs> so a quick summary of the show Felicity, if you don't know. Felicity follows a student who has just graduated from high school, Felicity Porter, as she travels across the country following a boy she has a crush on to go to college in New York. And it's basically just her adventures as a college student. In season one, she's a freshman, of course. Right. And season two is her sophomore year, right? Yes. You definitely go right into it. Yeah. But definitely go listen to our coverage of season one first before you start listening to this one because you might be confused. And spoiler alert, season one ends with Felicity having to make a choice. Yes. She's in a love triangle between Noel and Ben. And the way that it ends, we don't know who she chose because she's either going to go to the airport to go to Berlin with Noel Mm -hmm. or she's going to go to Ben's apartment to then travel across the country to California with Ben. We have no clue what she's going to do. She gets in the cab. We see her mouthing something, but we don't know where she's going. I did not appreciate the cliffhanger. No. So again, even with, well, no, I don't think we went right into watching season two. Yeah. You wouldn't let me watch it. Until, Until we, we re- talked about recorded it. it. That's true. We yeah. needed to talk about it. We did not have such a rule here. I revolted. <laughs> That's true. I feel like that was like a really big cliffhanger it compared was. to what we were left with at the end of season two. Yeah, exactly. They tried to recreate it, but nothing will compare to that first season. No. So in season two, there's more heartbreak, more betrayal, new love interests, campus politics, divorce, pregnancy, a wedding, and the haircut heard around the world. Yes. I just watched a video today from 2015 where they were talking to Scott Speedman, Carrie Russell, and Scott Foley, and the hair topic came up. Yes. We're going to get to that. I can't wait to get into it. (laughs) But first, (laughs) let's revisit the cast in case you forgot. We have Carrie Russell as Felicity Porter. Scott Speedman as Ben Covington. Scott Foley as Noel Crane. Amy Jo Johnson as Julie Emmerich. Tangie Miller as Elena Tyler. Greg Grunberg as Sean Blumberg. <laughs> Amanda Foreman as Megan Rotundi. And Ian Gomez as Javier Clemente Quintata. The best. There are some additional cast that are either new this season or they became more prevalent this season. So we have Rob Benedict playing Richard Code. Otherwise known as God from <laughs> Supernatural. Yes. Donald Faison plays Tracy. Amy Smart as Ruby. And I have to add that Amy Smart started following us on Instagram recently. Did she? I just saw you had that post where she was doing her magazine spread as Axel Rose. Yes, it was for Sassy Magazine. It was a 92 mm. issue where they're, it's basically like a fashion tribute to Axl Rose. And the whole spread is featuring Amy Smart. Yeah. Amy Aquino plays Dr. Tony Pavone. Chris William Martin played Greg Stenson. Keiko Agina plays Layla Foster. Henry Lubati as David Sherman. Terry Polo as Maggie Sherwood. <laughs> and Allie Landry as Natalie. Natalie. <laughs> the Doritos girl herself. Yes. Now, I personally feel like the last third of this season more than makes up for the huge lull that starts out 
pretty early on. Like there's one major thing that happens early and then it's just kind of boring for it a is. while. It did get a little boring. I was just like, mm, I'm not interested in this. But you're right. It picks up. It does. And once it picks up, it's like you yeah. can't you kind of can't stop watching. Right. So I feel like we're going to kind of cover all those important things in our favorite moments. So I don't feel like we really need like a full summary right here. Right. So let's just get into it. All right. I'll kick us off. My favorite moment of the season. Oh, of the season. Of the season. You have Ben and Noel hanging out, playing Street Fighter. They are both super wrecked and they're getting a little bit too aggressive. Ben goes over to get some beers, even though they probably don't need any beers, and launches a beer can off of Noel's head. You want another beer? More beer? How much beer is in there? Uh, how much beer? There's two more. Two more beers, so that means we gotta go to the bar because uh, yeah, there's only two more. Oh my god, I'm going to be kicking your ass, which I've always wanted to do. Here, always. Ow! Ow! <laughs> Damn it! Ow, you did that on purpose! I actually put here, hits him right in the dome. <laughs> <laughs> Ben tells Noel, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Damn it! I'm sorry. I didn't do that on purpose. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Here, you know what? Here, hit, hit me back. What? Just hit me. Hit me back. No, I'm not going to hit you. No, come on. It's payback. Oh, I'm not going to hit you. No, I, I'm, not, you, I'm not going to hit you. You hit me. Ah. Come on. Come on. You always wanted to kick my ass. Come on. Come on. So Noel does, punches him right in the face. The look of shock <laughs> on poor Ben's face when he turns around. He cannot believe that he just did that. And then they get in a full on fight. Yes. They knock the TV over. They got bruises and black eyes, the whole deal. It's so great. I mean, up until this point, we've not really seen Ben and Noel in a lot of scenes together, period. But right. when they were in scenes, they weren't getting along. Yeah. So it's like, it's a fun scene because initially they're enjoying hanging out with each other. They're having some beers, they're playing video games. But then it's also like, oh, shit, like yeah. this is going down. But also it's kind of needed. Yeah, they needed to clear that out a bit. Yes. I think it's like, oh, we like each other, but we, we probably should hit each other a couple of times. Just yeah, to we kind of both want to do that. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and why not when you're, you know, wrecked out of your mind? The joy on Ben's face when he comes over, having clocked him in the head with that beer, <laughs> is just a fantastic bit of acting by Scott Speedman. <laughs> All right. My number one. It has to be discussed. Felicity's haircut. Mm -hmm. So this happens. When Felicity has realized that Ben is just not acting like himself and he's pulling away from her and she had been really like stressing herself out, trying to do all these things to win him over. Yeah. And realized that like this is not her and they just don't need to be together. Like if he's not strong enough to have her, you know, then it's just not meant to be kind of thing. I mean, that's just that's who I am and I can't change it. I don't want to. And the thing is, you knew that. You knew it, and you still pursued me because you want something with me. You just aren't strong enough to have it, which in a way makes you a coward. And the saddest part is that one day you're gonna wake up and you're gonna realize what you missed, and it's gonna be too late. I don't know what to say. I know. It's okay. 
doesn't deserve her. Right. So she has a moment where I think it's like a, a new beginning. A lot of people have done it in their lives where they're going through a breakup, they're going through a hard time, and they make a very drastic decision. And sometimes that's with your hair. Right. Now, Carrie Russell, like, obviously had really long, gorgeous, naturally curly hair. Right. And, you know, not a lot of people in Hollywood had that kind of hair. We were just talking about that recently. It's like you have Rebecca Gayhart, and I mean, you have like the Julia Roberts and the Jamie Gertz and Nicole Kidman and stuff like that. But I just feel like she was like an up and comer who had this hair and she's really beautiful. And- yeah, it's part of like what you noticed about her. Yes. Right. And she goes to the salon and has all of her hair cut off. Yeah. Like not just a little bit. She didn't just cut bangs. She goes short. It is very short. And it caused an uproar around the world. Yeah. A media circus. Yes. And whenever I have posted about it, so many people comment that it like ruined her career, which is actually not true, seeing she's still very successful. Yeah. She was on like the biggest show on television for quite a few years. Like The Americans was huge. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it, but I heard it was very good. Right. And I just thought she's in a new like horror movie. But anyway, obviously, she continued to work. And they talk about how ratings went down when she cut her hair and it caused the show to be canceled. But the show was still on for two more seasons after this. So I don't know if it really ruined the show. I personally still loved it. I still really enjoyed the other seasons, you know. It was hair shaming. It was it was hair shaming. <laughs> it was a very superficial reaction. Right. Like the only reason this show is popular is because of your hair. Right. Like, come on. I mean, you can feel like you don't like the way it looks. That's fine. I mean, I, it wasn't my favorite look either, but right. it's not my hair. So obviously, I think we both read up about the hoopla and also watched a couple of interviews regarding this haircut. Mm-hmm. So Carrie, I thought this was funny. She's talking about how this all came about. And it started when she and Scott, who was her boyfriend at the time, were playing around with a short wig. Yeah. And they decided to take pictures and send it to J.J. Abrams to see what his reaction would be. It was a joke. She said, we put it on me at like two in the morning as a joke. And we took a Polaroid. And over the summer, we thought it'd be really funny to send to Felicity creators, J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves and say, I cut my hair. Hope you like it. Totally as a joke. Russell recalled. So she, they, I guess they like put it in an envelope and mailed it. Oh, wow. She then got a phone call from JJ asking, would you really cut your hair? And it did fit perfectly with the storyline. Right. You know, or maybe the idea, you know, changed the trajectory of the story. I don't know. That's something I would like to know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's not the first person who ever did something drastic after getting her heart broken. So it makes sense. They filmed this scene at 4 a.m. and they actually cut some of her real hair on set. But then she went straight to the salon afterwards and got all the rest of it chopped right off. Yes. I also watched this interview with Carrie and Scott Speedman on Jimmy Kimmel in, I believe it was 2017, Mm -hmm. which was fun anyway to have them there after all this time. But they were talking about the haircut and Scott was saying, you know, how they were dating at the time. And he was self-proclaimed, said he was a disaster of a boyfriend. (laughs) And the first time he saw her new haircut, he had to try his best to fake a smile. I can see Ben's face right now faking that smile. Yes. (laughs) I think that what we saw on camera was probably not far from what his real reaction was. Right. But then he was like, it's fine. It grew back. We all recovered. (laughs) And then he says it was a Chia head haircut. (laughs) But Carrie corrected him to Chia pet. (laughs) 
Which is funny because that's one of the things that gets written on her election posters yeah. when she's running for student council president is Chia Head. <laughs> I wonder what came first, him saying that in real life yeah. or them doing that and then it carrying on. <laughs> in the interview that I watched, it's funny just because Carrie says people come up to her and would say, oh, you were you were so pretty before you cut your hair. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. Another thing that Scott Foley said was, you know, there was this misconception that she cut her hair in real life and then showed up and they had to work around it. Right. Well, because that was a thing I remember hearing that this happening caused studios to then change contracts for their actors to ensure that they would not change their hair while they were filming. Is this a Mandela effect? I don't know. I mean, it, it's a Mandela effect or it's just a, you know, telephone mm. where it, it's, the story just got told. And told and told until it changed. <laughs> until it's completely different. Yes. But however you feel about her haircut, it definitely gave us a pop culture moment that we'll never forget. She gave him something to talk about. At least any of us who were of age to be paying attention to pop culture events in yes. 1999. I mean, you didn't watch Felicity as it aired, but I'm sure you were aware of her cutting her hair. I was. You're so in the know. Oh, yeah. All right. Second on my list, the absolute heartbreak when Megan asks Greg if he wanted to go find a sandbox. Oh, you got to give the background a little bit. Yes. So Megan has a crush on Greg who runs the free clinic at the college and Felicity and him dated for a little while. I think at this point they were actually broken up, mm -hmm. but we find out right before this moment that Greg is Megan's Ben. Yes. And she tells Felicity that. And then Greg walks into this convenience store that they're in and she's like, holy crap, this is a sign from God. I don't know. What are you going to do? I'm going to go talk to him. We just broke up. Yeah, I know. He's vulnerable. So then she goes up to him and she says hi because they, they know each other at this point. But she reminds him that when they were kids, they got married in a sandbox. So mm -hmm. she's Megan from the sandbox. And like he's like, oh, you're Megan. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm Megan. And she's like, so I was wondering, I mean, I don't want to be too aggressive about this or anything, but I, I was wondering, you want to go find a sandbox? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. You want to go find a sandbox? And he shuts her like right down. Uh -oh. You know, he says, you know, sorry, I'm just not interested. And she, you know, she tries to brush it off in the, the Megan tough kind of way, but you can tell she is sad. Yes. But you don't normally get sweet and vulnerable moments, at least in this point of the story with Megan. Yes. So it definitely stands out. Yes. Next up for me, from the episode Ben Was Here, which is episode 20, so we're getting towards the end, there was a water leak in the dorms and everyone was sleeping in the cafeteria. And Felicity was talking to Ruby about Ben, you know, kind of the history with Ben. And it got her thinking about, you know, how she had followed him to New York. It made her nostalgic. For a whole year ago, a year and a half ago. <laughs> Remember back. <laughs> and she pulled out her yearbook and she was rereading what he had written in her yearbook, which is, you know, the whole reason she followed him anyway. So that was a nice moment. And then a big group of them ended up staying at the loft where Sean and Ben and Julie lived. And Sean brings out all these nostalgic games mm -hmm. and everybody's just 
plan and having a great time. I always love the moments when the whole group's together doing something like that. And then we also get the moment where Sean just kisses Julie because he's so excited because he got a, a deal for his documentary. Right. And he had been kind of hiding the fact that he liked her. So he just plants one on her and everybody just tries to kind of sweep it under the rug and change right. the subject. And then she's just like, it's, uh, um, Sean just kissed me. <laughs> <laughs> and they all laugh. And then, sorry, I'm just breaking up my favorite moments based on like by episode. So yes. <laughs> there were just so many good moments. So then we have this moment where Megan is telling Ben to go after Felicity because Felicity wants him to. And this is when, like, she had been with Greg and things were complicated. She's saying, like, you need to fight for her. And she says, this is how I know Felicity still likes you. You ready? Yeah. What, what is it? Sarah McLaughlin. What? And she goes into this whole thing. When Felicity showed up last year, head over heels for you, Sarah McLaughlin was all she listened to. If fumbling towards ecstasy wasn't in the CD player, it was only so solace could get a little airplay. I started calling it Ben music. Not to her face, but behind her back. But then it went away, and I thought Sarah was gone for good. I almost started celebrating, and then you showed up again. You offered Felicity this cross-country trip of a lifetime, which means I got to memorize every lyric from surfacing, all 10 songs. This year started off McLaughlin heavy, until the big breakup. And then all Felicity's hair went away, and so did Sarah, until you guys broke into the pool. Now, maybe it was a coincidence, but guess who started to make a comeback? It was gradual, but constant. And now, if you want me to, I can sing any song from Mirrorball, which really annoys the hell out of me. So if you're ever curious about whether Felicity has the hots for you, just check her boombox. I just love the fact that she's like associating all these times where Felicity and Ben were involved based on the Sarah McLachlan albums. Right. It's so 90s. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love that because, you know, a lot of, especially the surfacing album, uh, I used to listen to a lot. Thinking of you. You did. Yes. Love to put that on. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, you know, Ben is encouraged to go find Felicity at the restaurant where she's with Greg. And he gives her this great big speech, followed by Greg punching him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great, though. There's just so much going on in this episode. And well, really the, in the last several episodes. Yeah, it's like it's this journey of Ben wanting Felicity again. And, you, you know, you're immediately there for it because mm -hmm. Greg, you know, the worst, the worst. <laughs> so you're like, oh, my gosh, please, Ben, make it happen. And he finally does, even though he gets punched in the face. Well, and it's like, again, like we said, you weren't even sure if you were necessarily team Ben. Right. But it's like the second that they were broken up, like we just got them together. Right. They break up right away. Yeah, you get like two episodes of it yeah. or something Yeah, and like then that. we're supposed to like care about these half-ass relationships, him with this older woman who's married and then yeah. her with her professor's son who's a bit of a dick. And it's just like... It's like, I don't care about no. any of that. And then she meets Greg, who looks an awful lot like her ex-boyfriend, Tony Luca, mm -hmm. from the Mickey Mouse Club and the show that Carrie was on with him, Malibu Shores. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at this point, it was just like everybody. Well, I guess everybody who was Team Ben was just waiting for something like, to get moving with that again. Right. Like, give us what we want. Yeah. Now. <laughs> All right. My third favorite moment 
The Twilight Zone-esque episode, Help for the Lovelorn. <laughs> Just overall, like this episode's in black and white. It's very different yeah, than anything else. It's a standalone else. for yes, sure. Absolute standalone episode. But we get this big reveal of what was in Megan's box. <laughs> I don't know if I should spoil this or not, but it was all of them. <laughs> they were in the box. That's right. I, I still don't buy that. That's not what her parents saw. No. No, it's definitely just like, you know, one of those J.J. Abrams things. Right. Like it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the show. You know, yeah. it's just kind of like a funny little. Yeah. It's like a throwback to like a 50s, mm-hmm. you know, Twilight Zone episode. It, it just had a very different feel. Mm-hmm. It stuck out and it was memorable. And I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. They did a good job. I thought you would like that one. All right. Next up for me, basically the entire episode entitled The Aretha Theory. You love this episode. It's my favorite episode. It might be my favorite episode of all time of Felicity. Okay. It's episode 21. Just from the getting ready scene where the girls are all getting ready because they're going to go out with Megan and she's going to show them. What she does. Yes. Like her, her world. Her world. Yeah. And I think they're a little nervous about it, which, you know, maybe they should be. But they're going out because they're all trying to not think about their guys. Yeah. So Elena's trying to not think about Tracy and Julie's trying to not think about Sean because Sean had just kissed her. Felicity's trying not to think about Ben and Megan's just going out. Yeah. This is what she does. This is Thursday for Megan. Yeah. (laughs) So then they get to the club and (laughs) Megan shows up and she's got these fancy green drinks and she's like drink lots of these (laughs) they ask what they are and she's like they're bonsai demons but if you have to ask don't even drink it and she walks away like (laughs) like they should just know you had mentioned the moment where we find out that greg is megan's ben Mm -hmm. and right after he turns her down when she asks him if he wants to go find a sandbox she goes over to felicity and she's all bummed out and she's like so now it's your turn to take me out And Felicity's like, "Uh, I don't, you know, it's not like she has places she goes out, but she's like, I do know of one party. Megan's like, take me there. They go and it's Richard's victory party because he's one (laughs) student body president. So it's just an Epstein bar where they always hang out and they are wrecked. Yes. And they're like, we don't need men. And this is where we get the women. Yeah. Strong, completely. We're sisters doing it for ourselves. Like Aretha Franklin. Like Aretha Franklin. <laughs> like Aretha Franklin. And I just love that it's kind of like this empowerment moment yeah. between them. We also have Javier practicing proposing on Ben. And he's like, So what, do you think Samuel will marry me? And Ben says, Oh, if he's smart, he will, yeah. I love Ben and Javier's relationship and how it blossoms yeah. between the two of them. They are so good together. Yes. Felicity drunk dials Ben. She leaves a a very long message on his machine. Yes. Telling him basically she doesn't need him. And then the next morning, Megan and Felicity are extremely hungover. They're brushing their teeth. And Megan has a realization. And she's like, You know what I was thinking, though? Why? That when we don't need men is exactly when we should get together with them. And then Felicity suddenly remembers the voicemail that she left Ben. And luckily, she's already staying at the loft. So right, it's right there. The, the answering machine's right there. So she goes and she deletes it. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. it's okay. Yes. And then Sean informs her that Ben already heard it. <laughs> that he heard it and he took off. And she's like, oh, no. 
Then Felicity goes to work. She's still hungover. Ben's not there. So she thinks she's just lost him forever. And then he shows up and he talks about how if there was ever one moment that he could go back to where everything went wrong, where would he go? And he says that he knows where he'd go. And he gives her a gift. Oh, I have chills right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she opens it and he's like, do you know what that is? And she's already tearing up because she knows. And she says, yeah, it's a film canister. And he says, no, it's a a time machine. And this is a callback to when they had a plan to go meet for a movie that they were supposed to see at Bryant Park, where they were going to watch Charlie Chaplin together. And he stood her up. Yeah. And she was there and she was so sad. And he knows that that was kind of the moment where things started to fall apart for the two of them. So this is his way of being like, we're going to do this now. I'm going to go back. Ah! So then it flashes to them up on the roof of the loft and they're watching Charlie Chaplin and they kiss. And it's just such a great moment. It is such a good moment. You know that they're going to finally be together. Yeah. Now, what I thought was interesting here, and this happens, you know, where they lose the rights to songs and things change. But when the show originally aired, Ice Cream by Sarah McLaughlin. It's a long way down to the place where we started was the song that was playing while they were watching the movie right. Kissing, which is very fitting. It's perfect. Seeing Megan's Sarah McLaughlin theory, right? right? Maybe that should have been the name of the episode, <laughs> the Sarah McLaughlin theory. <laughs> no shade to Aretha. Then on the DVD version, it was Like Lovers Do by Heather Nova. Like lovers do. Which is the one that I watched the most. Mm-hmm. I remember Ice Cream, but... You know, I watched my DVD on repeat, so I kind of had to Got used to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's fitting, and I really like that song as well. But then when we rewatched it, you and I, on Hulu, the streaming version is, uh, the song is called The Budding Rose by Lena Anderson. It's just not the same. It is not the same. It just has a completely different feel. And, I mean, I know the ice cream song. And when you told me that, I'm like, oh, man, that would, that would fit perfectly I know. Right there. I love that song. And then this actually goes into the the beginning of the next episode, but it's the next morning after this rooftop moment. Everybody, the gang, all (laughs) all the friends are like outside Ben's door, which is closed. And they're listening and they're trying to figure out if Ben and Felicity are doing it. Yeah. If they have done it. You know, they're like, this would be great. (laughs) Sean and Richard are saying it would be great for their documentary. But Sean gets a spy cam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he, he, they're like, what do you see? You know, and he's like, Ben, he's mooning us. Is Felicity in there? <laughs> yeah, she's flashing us. <laughs> That's my girl. Just, it's so great. And for so many reasons, it's like, okay, yay, Ben and Felicity are together. And also, I just love the moments where you realize how much Megan loves Felicity. Right. Even though she was so mean to her for the first yeah, that two first years. season, and or I guess season most and a half. Of, most, yeah, yeah, most of season two. It was really fun to see them turn the corner there. Okay, some HMs. So at the very, very beginning of the season, you get Javier asking Felicity to tell him who she went with. Yes. And he says, Okay, look, I know I don't always say things that I mean exactly, but this is serious. Tell me who the hell you did go with or I will kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And he is basically all of us at that point. Like, I need to know right now, but he is so hilarious. (sighs) No, seriously, tell me or I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, I'm not a Noel and Felicity as a couple, 
fan. But there is this moment, actually, when they're on a double date. Noel's with Ruby and Felicity is with David. And Ruby and David are not at the table for a second. Felicity has an eyelash on her cheek and he gets it for her and tells her, you know, to make a wish and to make sure it's a good one. And she asks what he would wish for. And he says he can't tell her it won't come true. And she says, well, you're not the one wishing. And he says this line here. Yeah, yeah. I'm always wishing. Even in non-eyelash moments. I just always liked that line. Yeah. All right, the next one for me, the blind date that Felicity goes on with David, where David is like talking smack about her to the waitress in French because it's like a French restaurant. Yes. Thinking that Felicity doesn't speak French. And then after a little bit of that, Felicity eventually answers him in French. And David's like, oh, snap. Yes. And we get the captions at the bottom where she's like, you're the rudest person or this is the worst date I've ever been on or something like that. And she just walks out. So good. It's like, boom. Yeah. Take that, David. (laughs) Okay. I really love the beginning of Elena and Tracy's relationship. You know, they start out as lab partners and then they start having feelings for each other and everything. But they're very competitive with each other because they're both very smart and they do well in class and stuff. And Elena can't she can't stand that Tracy like finishes a test before she does. And in this one instance, he leaves the class because he's done. But he gets her attention outside the door and he does this adorable dance with just the greatest smile on his face. Like Donald (laughs) Faison has the best smile. He does. And she cannot help but laugh. And that's all, really. I just think Donald was the perfect addition to the cast this season. He was. He was a great addition. Like, mm-hmm. he really brought a lot. Like, in just in little instances, right? There wasn't a ton of Tracy in there. But the moments that we did get were really good. Okay, my next moment. When Noel's playing the PlayStation, and he's, like, waxing poetic about Atari and Nintendo. I remember my first time. It was Atari, and I was eight years old. Those little stick figure men playing basketball. There was, there was something so simple and primitive about it. And then, of course, there was Nintendo, which suddenly opened up a whole new world to me. I could sit and play Super Mario Brothers for hours, like the jumping and the spinning and the squashing. This reminds me of like Bing Crosby because he's like the jumping, the spinning and the squashing. (laughs) (laughs) Bing Crosby in White White Christmas. Christmas. Yes. What is it that he says? What does he say with the... uh... I'd not be bad at that, you know, the snow-covered slopes, skiing. Christianas and the stemming and the plotzing and the shushing. Hot buttered rum, light on the butter. Yes, <laughs> I love that movie. All right, next for me, when Ben and Felicity are both having a hard time in their lives, and this is when they haven't been hanging out with each other at all. Ben's upset because the school got rid of the swim team, which he was really excited about. And Felicity found out that her parents are getting divorced. And her mom tells her that when she got pregnant with her, it basically ruined her life. Yeah. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Like she didn't use those words, but, you know. Yeah. We got the gist of what she was saying, though. Right. And Felicity definitely took it that way. So Ben and Felicity end up hanging out for the first time since their breakup and they get some beers and they break into the school pool. Which it sounds like a random place to go, but it's because Ben's upset that he can't swim anymore. Right. And so they they go and they have so much fun and this magical music is playing while they're swimming together. And for any Ben and Felicity stands, <laughs> it was a big deal because they basically had kept them apart for like two months before this. It was awful. It was awful. So it was so nice to have them together again and to feel hopeful for something again. It's blossoming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, my next one. Again, Noel playing video games, but at this time he's yelling at like a seven-year-old kid. (laughs) It calls him a jackass because his advice he gave him on the game that he's playing on how to beat it was incorrect. (laughs) 
So he beats this little kid up. I think he starts crying. <laughs> Verbally beats this kid. Verbally beats him up, yes. <laughs> he's very mean to him. Who is this guy? I don't think he knows what the hell he's talking about. Here, listen, jackass, do you have any idea where you're saying? Are you, are you just some moron who has nothing better to do with his time than sit around and give bad advice? He's crying. That's because he's seven. <laughs> Another Javier moment, but he's telling Felicity that the girl that's sitting at the table at Dina and DeLuca has a little crunch on Ben. <laughs> a little crunch. What? Who's that? She was in yesterday talking to Benjamin. I think she has a little crunch on him. I love that he says crunch instead <laughs> of crush. It's my favorite thing. Then later, when <laughs> later Javier standing there with Ben and Felicity, and he thinks that he sees his ex-boyfriend who he had a crunch on. <laughs> And he panics and he pretends that Ben is his boyfriend. Okay, my ex-boyfriend just walked in. Nobody look. Where? I said don't look. <sighs> He's the cute one over there, okay? <sighs> I had a crunch on him, but he fell too in love with me. Then he became obsessive compulsive. I said don't look, I'll kill you. I was <sighs> Oh my God, he's walking over here. Benjamin, but then we're dating. Uh, no, there's no way. No yeah. way. Oh, and then for my birthday, Benjamin gave me a, a bubble bath with a lot of candles and aromatherapy. <laughs> Benjamin, what is going to my earlobe? Javier, I quit. <gasps> you tease! We can't do that here. Aren't <laughs> I so lucky going on such a honk? So lucky. And then, of course, he realizes that it wasn't actually his ex. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Ben's face there is just classic. Another fun Ben moment. So Ben says to Greg, My problem is that 63% of me thinks you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yes, that's exactly how I feel too, Ben. That guy is a dick. <laughs> yes. And I think that Greg was like giving him statistics yes. about something right yeah. before that. And so that's that was a very good play on his dorkiness. <laughs> <laughs> So Sean has been getting more footage for his documentary because the independent film channel bought it, which is exciting. And he's talking to Ben about Felicity. And Ben says, this is one of my favorite lines of all of Felicity. Nothing. She just, she thinks I'm a dick. Are you a dick? Are you a dick? <laughs> <laughs> when we were watching it, I think I made us rewatch that line like five times. Yeah, it's, it's really good. so good. It has always struck me as just hilarious. <laughs> It's just such a quick comeback from Ben. Right. I love it. All right. Back to your favorite episode, the Aretha Theory. Elena finds Tracy in her apartment. He's like working on the renovations that are going on. And it is an absolute dumpster fire. Tracy runs off for the elevator as Elena is like opening the door. And when she sees it, it's just like, okay, this guy has bit off a little bit more than he can chew from a renovation standpoint. And I know how that feels. And you're like, oh my God, what have I done? I have destroyed this and I cannot put it back together. And she's yelling at him. Tracy is a dead man. I am no, no, going no. to kill All right. him. Everything's going to be okay. Oh seriously. <laughs> Speaking of that, they have a paint party at the apartment. This is Noel and Elena's apartment. And eventually someone, I think Richard, cranks up the music and one by one, they all start dancing. Yeah. It's such a fun moment. It always makes me smile. And then it gets interrupted by Noel coming in who's brooding over Ruby. He is an absolute dark cloud. He is. 
But it's a favorite moment nonetheless, even though he ruins it. I especially love when they finally get Ben to join because, and I feel like I heard this on the commentary or something years ago. Maybe I'm just making it up where Scott says that he's not a dancer and he was very nervous about that whole scene. He did not want to dance. So you can kind of see him kind of trying to gear up and go dance and you can tell that, you know, he's not a good dancer. I feel for him. Yeah. I would not like if I were an actor, that would be something I would be terrified of doing first off. And then knowing that it's like, you know, this was, if not the most popular show, one of the most popular shows on television. Mm -hmm. So millions of people are going to see you do something that you hate. Yes. And that you, you know, don't feel like you're any good at. Exactly. I think that that's what happened with Jason Priestley on Beverly Hills 90210 because that was his thing. Like, he did not dance. And I think he may have a little in the early days, but I'm thinking after a point, he just kind of put his foot down. Yeah. He's like, no more. The writers. And he was like, I'm not going to dance. Yeah. And so they would always talk about that whenever the rest of them are dancing. <laughs> Brandon doesn't dance. Brandon doesn't dance. <laughs> Another video game moment. So Felicity and Ben have to do community service after they had their wonderful night at the pool. Mm -hmm. They get caught. Yes. And caught underage drinking on school property. It's a big deal. (laughs) So they have to do community service. That's when they go to the health clinic. They're both assigned to the same place. Ben had told Greg he knew how to use Excel. So Greg was like, oh, great. We're going to put you back here and you can do all this work. Ben does not know how to use Excel (laughs) and was playing video games back there the whole time. And Felicity is like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know Excel. (laughs) (laughs) Did you relate to that? Yes, absolutely. Not the not knowing Excel part, but the playing video games at work part. Oh, absolutely. Because my first job at college, well, one of my first, because I had two jobs that I would work there, but I was the student worker in the IT department. And part of my job was to sit there at the computer and talk to the secretary as I played whatever game was in Windows (laughs) (laughs) 3.1. Next up, smart cookies. I love the finals episodes. Noel with the beet powder. Yes. Right? Like it happened to him in season one. And this time he thought he was safe eating Megan's cookies. (laughs) But she put the smart powder in the cookies. Crap. Did you eat the smart cookies? Uh, smart cookies? Yeah. There's beet powder in those things. But I'm, I'm allergic. It makes me makes me hyper. It makes me really hyper. Never a good thing for Noel. Poor Noel gets all wired up on them beets. <laughs> but very, very entertaining for the rest of us. <laughs> all right, my next one. I said, whoa, Sean and Megan. <laughs> I did not see that one coming, but I like it. They are an interesting pair, so I am there for it. Yes. I was very excited for you to see... Sean and Megan together. Yeah, because I didn't like the Sean and Julie angle. Yes. I wasn't there for that relationship. So this one, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. this is interesting. Yes. And before it happens with Sean and Megan, there is a moment where the girls are all standing outside the school. They're talking about something totally unrelated. And Megan just blurts out, I think Sean's cute. <laughs> and they all just look at her like, what? And then she says something else. And then she's like, but I think Sean's cute. She says it again, you know? So it's like, you know that she's kind of kind of digging Sean. Yeah. All right, my next one, Felicity's kiss with Ben. This is how we find out who she went with very early on in the season. Yes, episode one, you know, like Javier, we were all on the edges of our seats. We had to know. To know. And we finally come to this moment in this busy hallway in one of the buildings at the school. Ben's like sitting on a bench and Felicity walks up and we see them see each other. And then we see him turn and see Noel and then Noel see him and Noel see Felicity. It's this moment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Noel just walks past Felicity. Like you see him looking at her as he's walking and then his eyes shift away. 
And you know. that's when you know. Right. They shift away and he walks past her. And she's sad about that. But then she walks over to Ben. He stands up and they're like, hey. And then they start kissing. (laughs) (laughs) And then we know. And then we know. Next is Javier and Samuel's wedding. This actually was the moment when you and I recorded our favorite TV weddings episode this summer. Yeah. That you had to leave the room. Oh, that's right. When I told what one of my favorites was, which was Javier and Samuel's wedding, because you hadn't watched it yet at that point. Didn't want to be spoiled. For show history, that's the only time either one of us have ever recorded alone. I know. I felt so weird, too, when I did that. (laughs) But I love their wedding. It's so romantic. And Ben and Felicity also say, I love you for the first time while they're dancing at their wedding. Yeah. This is also after we find out that Felicity has gotten an internship that's going to keep her in New York while Ben has a job lined up in Palo Alto, their hometown, which they were going to be spending the summer together again. So now we're left wondering if they'll survive the long distance. That's right. What is going to happen next season? Nowhere near as much drama as the first one. No, not at all. Right after that, a sweet, sick burn from Richard, because Ben is complaining about Felicity waffling on either the internship or a summer with him. And Richard says, I know it's like me, no. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Man. And my final HM is just really that I'm here for the Felicity aesthetic, like the set dressing, the colors. It's an autumn lover's dream. You've got the browns and the oranges and the greens and the purples and the burgundies in Nolan Elena's apartment and Felicity and Megan's dorm room, Sean Ben and Julie's loft. Like it's everywhere and it's delicious. (laughs) I love it. A delicious fall palette. Yes. All right, my final HM, Felicity and Ben's first time at the engagement party. Oh, yes. Everybody everybody can hear the bed creaking, and Javier calls out to everybody. Will everyone start talking, please, so it's not so obvious that we know, okay? Make noise so they can pretend that they don't hear what's going on in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's so great because Felicity and Ben are fighting, and so there's, like, all this tension between them, and they, you know, the engagement party is happening in the loft. They go in the bedroom to get away so they can fight and then they end up doing it that's right (laughs) fighting in a different way (laughs) so our least favorite moments or storyline what you got all right so for me i mean we kind of already said this but i hated the whole storyline of david and his mom who is felicity's professor i also hated when felicity's dad moved to new york and he was mm-hmm. all up in her space. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy like the clinic stuff with Greg or the election stuff. Ben and Maggie did not like. And all the discussions about Felicity's internship. Like, I hate the back and forth. Just yeah. make up your mind already. Right. It's boring. <laughs> all right. My least favorite. Very similar. But I just lumped in all the David and Greg stuff. It was just... <laughs> Stupid distractions from the storyline or storylines that we all cared about. It's just wasting time when we could have had a lot more interesting things going on between all of the main cast. Yes. And I finished it with hopefully it's bye for good for both David and Greg. See you never. (laughs) See you never. Okay, so we did this for our coverage of season one. So we thought we would revisit and see if any of our answers had changed. All right. So the first category is favorite character. For season one, I said Felicity was my favorite and honorable mention was Javier. Mm -hmm. For season two, my favorite character, Javier. 
Like, I was so sad when he left last season. Right. And when he came back, he was better than ever. We both laughed out loud every single time he was on the screen. Not just my favorite character on Felicity, but maybe across all TV shows. Like, he's at least in the top five. Absolutely. I love him. And my honorable mention for favorite character of season two, Megan. Megan. All right. So my results from season one, my favorite was Ben. My HM was Megan. Mm -hmm. Season two. Top spot goes to Megan. Yeah, She's my new favorite, followed closely by Javier. So we both agree. We tied. Yes. Just flip-flopped it. So least favorite character. Season one, I had Julie. (laughs) (laughs) And HM, I said, of the main characters, Noel. But I said I didn't dislike him that much. Of the other characters, I listed Nicole. Mm-hmm. At least from what I'd seen of her so far. For season two, this was tight. It was a very tight race. My least favorite character, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a whiskers width between him and David. <laughs> the worst. The worst. For me, my least favorite characters from season one, Julie, thousand percent. Honorable mentions went to Hannah and the pink guy. Yeah. AKA Zach and Felicity's parents. I had a lot of HMs. Yes. For season two, my least favorite characters, I had a tie, a three-way tie between (laughs) David, Greg, and Maggie. Ship them all out. And my honorable mention for least favorite character, Julie. She's never far from the top of that list. (laughs) No. (laughs) Julie was not as prevalent season two. Her storyline was more about like her birth mom and like also getting a record deal and stuff like that. It's just stuff I didn't care about at all. Yeah, I didn't care about any of it. I was just glad she wasn't meddling in Felicity's love life. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, best style. For season one, I picked Megan, and my honorable mention was Julie. For season two, still Megan. I'm always ready to see what she's going to wear every single episode. And my honorable mention goes to Felicity. It was like she was a whole new person that year. She mm-hmm. was wearing tank tops with no bra, no <laughs> no more frumpy sweaters and corduroy cargo skirts, which I loved that too. But I did think that she looked adorable with her new look. And now that I think about it, I wonder if they did that to kind of <laughs> make up <laughs> make for up her <laughs> cutting her hair. Maybe they had to juice her bit. up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. They're like, well, we can't let her still be frumpy. Yeah. And have short hair. Well, you think about it, too. She puts on one of those big, chunky sweaters. Her head's going to look tiny now. Yes. (laughs) She had the hair to go with it previously. They definitely got rid of all her bagginess. Yeah. She was showing off her body more in season two. Yep. For sure. All right. Season one, I had put uh, Ben as my favorite and my HM was Elena. Mm -hmm. For season two... I shifted to Megan. As you never know exactly what you're going to get from her. She always keeps me guessing, which I like that. Yes. And it's always going to be an interesting look. And my HM, I went with Felicity as well. You know, she's got a lot of good outfits, like you said, that they've changed from the first season. And once I got over the hair shock, I really liked her style. It took me a little bit, but uh, I was there for All right. So there's a few signs of the time here that we noticed that really stood out. First of all, Ben shows up at Felicity and Megan's dorm room. Megan opens the door and she says, it's like it's the 90s all over again. (laughs) I guess it's, yeah, I guess it's not 90s. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just funny because it had, at that point, it had been a long time since Ben had been around. Right. So it felt, you know, far away. Next up, they have a Sadie Hawkins dance. And I'm not sure if they still do Sadie Hawkins dances or not. So if you have a teen or if you're a teacher, let us know. Yeah. 
But they have a Sadie Hawkins dance here. Elena asks Tracy. Julie asks Noel, which actually makes you start thinking like, uh-oh. Yeah. Where are they going with this? What's going on here? Julie starts crushing on him a little bit. Or as Javier would say, crunching. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben and Felicity are not there together, but they're staring at each other with sad intensity while dancing with their dates. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pete didn't actually write down any signs of the time. So these are all mine. Yeah. These are all you. <laughs> So at the beginning of the season, Felicity is helping out a freshman in the dorm because she and Megan are RAs this year. And this freshman feels like she's losing her boyfriend. So she finds an article in a teen magazine. And I believe their fake magazine is called Girl World, where it tells you how to keep your man, basically. And Felicity tells her, you know, you shouldn't change to keep a man. But when she begins to fear that she's losing Ben, she gets all dolled up for the party at the loft. She shows up in this sexy red dress and she's wearing more makeup than normal. She's doing some of the things that were on the list in that magazine. Mm -hmm. The look on Ben's face is priceless here when he sees her. You know, he'd been trying to push her away and she wants to show him what he'll be missing. But in true Felicity fashion, you know, she realizes that's not her. She's not going to change who she is for some guy. Nope. She's too strong for that. Yes. But I did think this was telling of the times just you know, reading an article in a magazine and thinking that that's what you should do. Yeah. It's like, here's my advice column. How can I address this problem? Oh, let me go to Girls World. (laughs) Right. Noel gets Ruby the It Girls Guide to Videos, meaning videos to rent. Yeah. (laughs) Very of the time. (laughs) Yes. Mono. Mono was another one. Mono starts going around the dorm. Yeah. And it got us thinking, do people still get mono? I don't know. I mean, I I haven't heard about it in a long time, but I'm not in those circles. Right. I remember, you know, some high school friends being out of school for weeks or even like a month with mono. Right. I feel like they were sick for a real long time. Yes. I was always scared of getting it. I think they called it the kissing disease. Yeah. It's not a disease. It's a (laughs) virus, right? I knew somebody that had it. Yeah. There's a point where Ruby says that Noel had made her some cards on the computer to go in her care packages. (laughs) Very of the times. Sean's grabbing a soda at the grocery store. And I can't be 100% sure, but it looked like Jolt Cola. It did look like Jolt. (laughs) And it would make sense because she's studying. She's trying to stay up. What do you do? You get some Jolt. (laughs) Yep. At one point, Noel tells Ruby that they can order pizza and rent a movie at 2 a.m. when their brains are fried. And we were just like, well, maybe there are 24-hour video stores in New York City, but that would not have flown in our neck of the woods. No, Blockbuster was closed by 11. Yeah. So you better have it done by then. (laughs) So we were just like, how are they going to rent a movie at 2 (laughs) a.m.? It's a little late. (laughs) And then also the whole like leaving messages on the machine and freaking out about it. It reminded me of the Friends episode where Monica leaves the message on Richard's machine. That's so great. Her scream. <laughs> oh, and then she has to, she like breaks into his apartment. Yeah. Trying to get <laughs> oh, good times. Well, season two was really good. It really was. Like, even though there were, some of it was lackluster, they more than made up for it. Yeah. The ending of that, like you said, that ending third of that mm-hmm. season, it picked up such pace and like just built almost everything that was going on. I cared about at that point. Yeah. They had kind of gotten rid of all the, the baggage that nobody cared about. Yes. <laughs> So stay tuned and hopefully we'll be back with season three. I don't know, in the next couple months. We'll probably try to get through my so-called life first. Yes. But stay tuned. You never know what we're going to do. That's right. We like to keep you on the edges of your seats. (laughs) All right. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Private parts fighting. (laughs) Cut that. (laughs)